Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Tomorrow is opening day. This morning, then I have a great hunt. Deer didn't move like usual. We just got set up in the middle of this bedding thicket. Um, Saving this spot from the rut. It's a nice, I think it's a nice buck. It's a 170. That was money. I think he's down right over there. 10 yards. Woo! Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. You're listening to The Legacy on a Wednesday. Um, I'm opening up the second podcast in a row, so you better write that down on the calendar. Um, the reason for that is because I'm in Tennessee here. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, but um, what's up, Brad? Nothing, man. Nothing? Yeah. I know. Come all the way down here and seen you, and uh, we're going to podcast here, so yeah, well, pretty surprise, about that. Surprise. Yeah. Um, we're going to get into the people that make this possible, and then we're going to get right into your story, man. So, um, starting off with the title sponsor, Veteran Innovative Products. Um, you're shooting the veteran. I am. I am this year. Yeah. How's that working out for you so far? It's great. Yeah. Uh, screwed it on, shot, like Matt said, 60 yards. Um, it went, went pretty good. Uh, talked to him a couple times about different stuff, what to do, make it work, uh, dial in a little bit better and ready to rock. There you go. Um, yep. Field point accurate right out of the box. Mm-hmm. So, um, can't, can't complain about that there. Uh, this week's VIP veteran broadhead shout out is Barry Gentry. He was in the U S Marine Corps from 1993 to 1999. And he was a corporal when he retired. So Barry, uh, we appreciate you, uh, for your service. Everybody here from Whitetail legacy, the VIP family and Matt and Cindy getting into ECW calls. Um, as we said here, Last week, I believe, that Jeff has bought his um, new storefront on the grand opening. We're going to be there, hopefully podcasting with him, um, checking it out. And then when he gets all settled in there, we're going to do a video for him and um, really showcase what these calls are about. I I know we said all this stuff last year, but um, we needed to update our our video gear, and we got that done here in this uh, past winter. So we're ready to really start cranking out some videos and... um, start coming up on our on our word here 
get into Ingram. Ingram's first week full-time, I guess he's just in there kicking ass every day, really knocking out some bucks. Um, our mounts are coming, uh, especially with him being full-time. He's got a lot of time to really get some stuff going and um, show, show what he can do. We're going to be up there with him. Uh, we got two videos for him that we're going to try to do. I'm super jacked about them. I know Cody, Cody just straight up called me one night and was like, Hey man, what do you think about this idea? This and this and this. And, uh, we just got to run it by Chris and Cody kind of ran a couple by him. And, um, you know, Chris sounds like he's all in. So hopefully here in the short future, we'll be putting that out for Chris, uh, getting into scent lock. The B one series has been sold out to um bass pro cabela's and all the retailers so the the buzz about the b1 series has definitely gotten out and um if you're going to want to pick that up you're going to have to make a trip there to bass pro and cabela's to to get that done so um that's everybody usually cody asks me is that everybody so luckily i'm here i got the notes down and um we're ready to rock all right man I'm in Tennessee, like I said. There's no Cody. Cody's at home doing Cody things, I guess. So um, we got we got one mic stand and Brad's camper just out here uh, with a fridge full of beer, and we're just gonna talk a little bit of hunting, kind of get Brad's story, and just have a good time podcasting. I mean, that's that's pretty much what what podcasting is. So um, Cody tried to get me to pack up like all of our podcast stuff from the studio and get it to my house on my birthday because he's like well we don't have any any legends episodes lined up or anything like that he's like you know we just have to podcast when you get back from vacation and i was like yeah but we don't need four mic stands at my house in the garage like we just need two it's just gonna be me and you so he's trying to stuff stuff in the bag and i'm trying to like take it out because i'm like no we don't need that and then he had kind of thought about me coming down here and podcasting with you so then it was like Monday or Tuesday, I was like, hey, what do you think if I just like surprise Brad by going down there and just podcasting with him? And he's like, yeah, that's why I'm trying to get you to take all our podcast shit to your house so that way you wouldn't have to come to my house and pick it all up. And I was like, oh, dude. But when you don't know, you just don't know. So um, that was kind of cool that, you know, both Cody and I um, had the idea to come down here, me to come down here and podcast with you. Um, the reason why I'm down here is because my wife found out she had a long lost sister who's eight years older than her. And, uh, they just did her, her sister did this ancestry stuff and did the DNA match. And then, um, finally reached out and got a hold of her. So we found that out in February and then they lined it up for this weekend. Cause my wife always takes the week after July 4th on vacation. So, um, my, <laughs> my wife's sister tried to get us to come all the way to North Carolina cause that's where she lives. And I'm like, and now, like, we haven't even met these people, you know. I mean, they might be weird. <laughs> we might not come back to Illinois. So I was like, let's just meet, like, halfway. And I was like, oh, yeah, we could just, like, I can meet Brad, you know. So um, we, I think we shorted them 45 minutes for, for the halfway mark. But it just kind of worked out a little better. Um, they went home today, and then I was like, you know, how about we just stay the extra night? We'll just kind of hang out in Brad's area and then you opened your house up to us without even meeting us. So I definitely oh, appreciate course, that. And, um, you know, th this was our first time meeting on when on Thursday, Thursday. Yeah. Whatever day. We're yeah. Thir sat Thursday. in our cars and looked at each other. <laughs> yeah. Thursday it rained park. and we're, we're trying to get to the water park and it was just raining. So they closed it down. But, um, you know, I, I, I appreciate you opening up your house and, you know, I've talked to you a lot. And, uh, you know, got to know you and know you're not to, like a weird dude or anything. Right. Creep. You ended so, up in the basement. I, I'm pretty sure I've talked to you more than my wife's talked to her sister since February. Yeah. I, I, I guarantee know. it. Not, not many people talk more than that. No, no. With the group and everything. And uh, I, I guess I reached out to y'all initially. Yeah. Or you initially. Yeah. So I, I was just going to get into that. You know, um, you're, you're our top fan on Facebook. Shout I out am. To, shout out Top to that. fan. Definitely appreciate that. I think that. I was the first one, actually. <laughs> I, no, it was the second, because I remember I was upset, because oh, I was yeah, not the top. Right, I was talking right. about being the top fan. Yep. No, no. Um, you know, we we always tell everybody, this is anybody, anybody can come on this podcast. You know, if if you shoot, you know, if you go, if you like hunting, 
you can come on here and fill out a whole show and you know just just hit us up and we'll we got a lot of stuff in the works you know but we'll definitely try to make make room for you and get you on and um so how do you think it's going to be listening to yourself on on the podcast? I don't, it's going to be weird. It's it's weird being on this side because uh, we were just kind of talking about it. You know, normally I'm listening uh, in my truck on the way to work or mowing the lawn or something, and uh, it's it's going to be weird to see the the before before behind scenes right. after scenes kind of deal. Yeah, and then without hearing Cody's sweet little voice on here, <laughs> or him like just saying stuff that doesn't yeah. even make sense. No, O O G O tree real tree, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I love bagging on Cody when he's not here. He's gonna listen to this and be like, "All right, yeah, yeah all right, I yeah. got you, I got you." Oh yeah, I'm gonna get a dirty message, <laughs> right? So, how did we, how did we get here to this point? Kind of, you know, go through um, your story of discovering us and me ending up at your house to podcast. I guess it starts with a, a mutual friend through another. Uh, uh, field staff I was on. Uh, he was talking about the veteran over and over and over again. And uh, he'd shot uh, two bucks and a turkey, I believe, with it. Same head. And I was like, okay, this is kind of where... I was in the market for a broadhead. Um, so I uh, I Googled it, you know. Obviously, that's what you do. You go to the website, and then, and then you Google it. And then all of a sudden, it was White Tail Legacy Podcast. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not listening to a podcast. <laughs> that is not me. I'm not the podcast kind of guy. Um. But, you know, Matt was on there and VIP was on there. And uh, I, I listened to, it was like 31 and 33 or 30 and 33 were the 25 and 33. Yeah, there I you think. go. All right. I know it's definitely 25. That was the first, right? That the VIP the one? one? Yep. Yeah. So I listened to that and then uh, I listened to Matt's story. I know 33, I, for whatever reason, I got that stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, was yeah, he was Matt. To his, his elk story. About yeah. his elk story. Yeah. Yep. And uh, very cool. So that was uh, that was where it started. And, and you know, listening to you and, and Cody uh, talk. Uh, doing doing your thing, your podcast thing. I uh, I decided, well, okay, maybe podcasts aren't uh, aren't as as, as weird or as, uh, you know nerdy as I thought they were. <laughs> right. um, you know, everyone everyone does the Joe Rogan thing and the oh, you know yeah. whatever because they're just so raw and they're so whatever. But um, you know, I was I was never a guy who was going to sit down and listen to something like that. And so I started listening to uh, you know picking up cherry picking episodes. It's, it's kind of where I started. Um, yep. Listening to stuff I thought was going to pertain to me based off of who was on and, and what they were talking about. And uh, I was three or four or five episodes in, and the story of Mr. Freeze really is what killed me, was mm. I wanted to know more. And I, I didn't want to know from from the beginning or the middle, where, which is where I was at when I started. I, I wanted to, to move all the way back. So I started episode one. And it was oh boy, it was rough, <laughs> dude. Yeah. The first couple three, just you and Cody talking smack to each other. It was uh, hammered on Keystone. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just just uh, going at it, dude. When everybody, when whenever anybody says, "Oh yeah, I just started at the beginning," I'm like, "Why uh, are you even here anymore? Like you should not be here. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. should not be talking to us after you listen to the first few." Um, but just like anything, man. You got to start somewhere and, you know, just grow. And, you know, I think we've, we've at least, you know, got a decent flow. Um, we just kind of evolved into it. And the only thing that can really change you or, you know, you getting better about podcasting is just time. And, you know, that's what I believe. You know, somebody else might have a different opinion, but I just feel like time. Like you could do two or three episodes a week, I think. But for you to listen to it. And, you know, get an idea of how to do something better. I think it's just time and, you know, try it, of course. But yeah, it's, it's like anything. Uh, my time in the military and then uh, uh, my EMS stuff. I, I've been to a couple of different places where I have to speak. And I'll start off and I'm like, mm, in the K today, we're going to go to the. And then as you kind of learn the crowd and you learn that, okay, you're not as, as, as weird as you sound right. or, you know, everyone's here to learn, um, you start to get a little bit of a flow and then it builds and, and then it ends up being all right. Yeah. So you were a VIP shout out on episode 75, so we definitely appreciate that. Well, thank you. And uh, appreciate you doing your EMS thing, too. Um, not a lot of people recognize everybody doing that. And, um, you know, those people out there are just in danger as, as much as everybody else. And I just heard the other day that, like, they're giving firefighters, you know, sidearms on, like, EMS calls and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, I don't want to say a lot, uh, there's a couple different states uh that are definitely considering it in a couple states that have already signed legislature to allow them to carry, um, between fire EMS. Um, 
it's sometimes, especially in the really, luckily where I work, uh, we have a firefighter response with every call we have. Um, and then our, our, uh, the military police, I work on Fort Campbell for the EMS service there. Uh, the military police are always ready to show up and help us out. But sometimes you get out in these rural counties and stuff like that. You got your next closest help is 20, 30 minutes away. And that's where those guys needed a lot more than, than we do. So do you just respond to calls on Fort Campbell or do you go outside the fort? Yeah. Uh, I'd say 98% of our call responses on Fort Campbell. Uh, we have what's called mutual aid agreements with uh, other the, the surrounding counties. Um, so if they need help and they're taxed out, they call us and we come and help. And same for uh, us. We call them sometimes and have them come on the post and uh, take care of some of the stuff if, if we're all taxed out. Right on. So do you guys have, you guys don't have any um, side firearms or anything that you're allowed to carry? No, 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 no. no. Not on post. I'm saying say not on post probably. Um, all right, man. So that's just kind of opening up a little bit. Um, you know, uh, we definitely appreciate you following us, um, interacting with us, and then eventually getting into the coveted, coveted group there. Just Snapchat. <laughs> I wasn't sure I was ready for it initially. I, don't know. I was. I was say somebody got added it, or I think it was when maybe Cody added Nate or something. And I was like, all right, I'm just gonna add this guy. Yeah, it was. It was right we had after been talking in Messenger for a while. Level. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think Cody added Nate. And I was like, all right, he added a guy. I'm adding a guy. I was we, like, I was like, you're, I was like, I already felt felt you out. So I was like, you're, you're coming in. Right. Yeah. I tried it and tried it out. And so, worst case scenario, you guys didn't like and me. Then and ever you since just then, make a new group. I was saying, <laughs> right. <laughs> ever since then, your life's just been downhill. Yeah. Already tried to kick me once. Right. <laughs> didn't work out. So, with you being in the group, you know, we kind of got to follow your turkey season. Um, it was pretty rough. It was but, um, you know, I don't think you're the only person that had a rough turkey season. So I'd like you to kind of go over that. And, you know, I, we were just inside talking and I already know what you would change about it. But um, just kind of go over that and then maybe something that you would have done different to, to be successful. Uh, yeah, it really started uh, shooting early February, I guess, uh, in the backyard with a buddy of mine, Tyler. Um, he'd never turkey hunted before, so we decided we're going to do it together. We're going to do it with bows. We're going to raw. We're going to, um, there, there you go already. You're already better than me because I don't have the balls to go out there with a bow. Yet. Right. And, and honestly, I've been turkey hunting. I am 28 years old. I've been turkey hunting since I was 12 and I've never shot a turkey. I've yeah. shot at a couple, but I've never laid one down. With a bow every time? No, no. With a shotgun. Uh-oh. This was my first year with a bow, but you okay. know, there's a, I don't want to say there's that pressure from everybody on social media, but I, I really love bow hunting. I do, I do, I do love bow hunting. I hate gun hunting. Not that I hate it, but I, I'd much rather be out there with a bow uh, than than with any kind of gun. But I decided this year it was going to happen. I was going to do it. Uh, it started out all on public. Um, that's back to uh, mostly all I have here to hunt is public. I very Later in the turkey season acquired... Uh, a small piece of private that I could get on. Um, but halfway through the season, uh, me and Tyler, our, our schedules just kind of stopped matching up. Uh, I started kind of going on my own a little bit more. Um, and uh, he was a, he was a soldier with us at, at EMS and uh, on Fort Campbell. So we worked the same shift. So it worked out for a while. He got out, and that's where our schedules kind of got yeah. mixed up. Um, my brother came home. He's uh, stationed in Germany right now in the Army. He came home. We started hunting together hard because he only had a couple weeks to, to go ahead and get it done. Uh, and that was when we really started hunting that private piece. Uh, we only hit public a couple, three more times. And that was late April into early May. Um, I had a couple encounters. I had a, a great, great encounter with my daughter uh, just before my brother got there, so mid-April. Um, I, was, I, me- I remember that, and I, I remember how jacked up you were, you know, yeah. that Delaney got to see a turkey, you know. It was, it, well, she called it in, if we're being completely honest. I, oh, uh, yeah, you had the, you had the, you had the HS strut. Um, the cookie cutter. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yep. I, yep. Uh, So I called him in uh, with the diaphragm call. I had him at 50 yards, but he was just on the other side of the property line. I was hunting the fence edge. It was just kind of one of those, he had to break, come through the break in the fence um, he came up and, uh, there was two, two toms, I guess you'd call them. They, they weren't huge. I mean, weren't dragging the ground paintbrushes, but right. they were bigger than Jake's. And, uh, they came in and they, they finally, uh, 
they made their way back over the the right side of the property line and I it was about 40 45 yards and I'm thinking with a bow it's a turkey small vitals should I take the shot and they kind of meandered on off and I thought wow that was really that was my opportunity I should have taken it and uh she was asking the whole time you know I we were sitting in a blind um she was sitting next to me in a chair and when they first started coming in I, I had her drop down to the floor of the blind or, you know, on the ground because <laughs> right. I knew it was going to be, she was freaking out. She's got that, that blonde hair. So it just sticks out like a sore thumb. Right. So I had her drop down on the floor and the whole time she's talking to me, daddy, can I see, can I see, you know, you know she'd pick her head up and look and, and she'd drop back down. Cause she, I don't want to say she was scared, but just that excitement. She, as soon as she saw it, she dropped back down. Yeah. And, uh, she, uh, she said, can I call? And, and we'd been working, we went to NWTF and actually, uh, shameless plug here to, uh, Harvest Time Outdoors, Mike uh, got us in with the HS Strut. He said he was uh, showing his kid the cookie cutter, and it was it was definitely something. I was looking for a push-button kind of box call, mm-hmm. and he said, come over here and check this out. He walked over with us, and uh, we checked it out. She tried it. She liked it. We got back to the house. We tried it a couple, three, four times. Great call for kids. Like uh, She calls better than I do on that thing, I swear. Um, so we went ahead and... Uh, we, I, I let her start calling, and they started gobbling back. Now, I'd been calling the whole time. Not not a lot. I'm not trying to overcall, but just enough, and uh, they started calling back. And she was like, okay. You know, I, I said, keep going, keep going. But next thing you know, they're, they're back on that ridge again where they got across the property line and, and come back over. And uh, they finally made it over, and at about 40 yards, they're both strutted up, and I decided, all right, it's, it's time. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to look at this twice. I'm not going to let it go twice. And, uh, I cut loose and I missed, I missed hard. I don't know what <laughs> happened. I don't know. It just right over the top of him. Um, and, and I had practiced, uh, out to 50 yards with my bow sitting in the blind. I mean, I'd sent you all Snapchats and stuff of mm-hmm. me doing different stuff. Just, I'm going to say that's, m- that's key, you know, just kind of hunting or practicing the way that you're going to hunt. Right. You know? Be sure that you're in the blind. You're sitting in that chair. You're sitting in the same chair that, you know, you're going to hunt in. Right. So I think that's kind of, you know, the small details that people get overlooked. And, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm good out to 50. Well, you've been shooting that bag target for six years, man. You right. Know, change, change it up and, you know, kind of get into the scenario that you're going to be while you're hunting. And that's kind of what I uh, I really figured out. We we were shooting off a, a couple logs we had for around our campfire. And uh, I was like, wow, this is great. Like, I can hit anything I want to hit. You know, I'm, I'm doing good. And that's where I really built my confidence into, okay, let's go. And then uh, that opening morning came, and I had planned on hunting out of blind. I planned on doing all this stuff. And it was just me raw-dogging off the ground, <laughs> sitting on a log, because I didn't have time to open the blind. The birds were gobbling. I just I didn't have time. It sounds like hunting with Cody. Yeah. <laughs> little uh, little change-up on it. You never know what's going to happen. Right. And... Uh, so I ended up, uh, I came back uh, one of those afternoons and I sat down in the blind and decided, you know, that's, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to shoot today with this, with all my equipment, short of getting all camoed up and, and everything, you know, but turkey season, it's not like you're wearing heavy coats and stuff where you got to worry about that kind of stuff, but t-shirt and jeans. And I sat out there in my, my chair and I noticed after about the second or third shot, I was hitting the back of the chair. Mm. Um, and it's just one of those big old high back, you know, nice camping chairs. Well, that's great while you're camping, but it's not so great when you're in a blind. Right. And this is really my first experience in a blind. Um, found one cheap last, uh, uh, I guess late summer, early fall. And, uh, took my daughter out once real quick during, uh, deer season, just to let her get out there and have fun a little bit. And as it starts to get cold, it gets harder to take kids out and, you don't have no auger wagon like y'all do. <laughs> we don't have it yet. It's, it's still in the works. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I went out and I shot and I realized my, my back arm, my draw arm was hitting the back of that chair. So I had to switch it up and go to a shorter back chair, um, which, you know, I'm glad it happened there and not in the woods. For sure. Um, and I honestly want to say she was in that shorter back chair that day when they first came in and I ended up scooting up real far. So I was, I was kind of out of position to begin with. Anyway, I can't make excuses. I missed, I missed. You missed. <laughs> I missed twice. No. I missed well, twice I mean, it happens, man. It's hunting. I know I've missed. And I mean, like I said, you're already way ahead of me in, in that aspect because I have yet to go after him with a bow. Usually my plan is to kill one second season mm-hmm. and then fourth season, I'll go out there with my bow. But 
here these past few years since I decided that I can't even kill one in the second season. So right, um, y'all seasons kill dude, me, dude. It's right. it's hard. It's hard because second season starts on Saturday, and then so you have Saturday morning, and we can only hunt to one. You mm-hmm. get I I get so pissed when I see Snapchats of you be like. It's bird spotted. We're going after him. It's five thirty at night. I'm like, dude, this is this is bullshit. You know. And, and growing up, I grew up in New York, Western New York, and uh, we could only hunt till noon. So uh, I had this is probably the second year where I've really gone out past that noon because we used to be all right noon, hang it up, go back to the house, and that's what I did here. Mm-hmm. And now I'm finding out birds move a lot in the <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. They move a lot. They don't they don't quite talk as much in my experience. Um, you don't get that early morning, you know, gobble Hammer off the roost the and, yeah. and yeah, you know where they're at more than they know where you're at kind you of thing. You just got to find that hot one. Yeah. And if you find a hot if one. If you find that hot one, dude, it, it, yeah, it's working and he's going to probably come right into your lap. Well, it's just, and just like the whole time thing was a whole complete game changer when I went to Oklahoma. Dude, I was hunting turkeys till nine o'clock at night. Yeah. Nine o'clock. I'll never do that again in my life. Yeah. Nine o'clock at night. Are you kidding me? I'm, not, I'm still hunting turkeys. Like, oh yeah. Kill this bird. 845 at night, dude. <laughs> like that would have been yeah, sweet. Not, yeah. that's, you know, that's an early season deer kill for here, you know, let, rather than <laughs> yeah, turkey yeah, season kill. Yeah. I was saying you guys with that September. So, um, anything else you need to wrap up on the, on the turkey season there? Um, I guess not other than you missed twice. I missed twice. <laughs> uh, I probably would have gun hunted, uh, on the public a little bit more if, if I could go back. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting that experience with my daughter was definitely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Key. I'm gonna say I just, I just wrote down, um, you know, props to you for, you know, taking your daughter and did she kind of asked to go or are you just like hey delaney do you want to go hunt or um so we have we have a uh meat turkey on the property and she Mm -hmm. has been every time i go so i'll go out and i'll step on the back porch and i'll call a little bit and uh you know just my mouth no nothing nothing crazy and uh he'll hammer back do you want to sample that no no we're good (laughs) no i promise we don't need that um but she uh so she started calling. I sent out the Snapchat of her. I think it's on my Instagram of her making this yelpy little mm-hmm. burp, 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 and he hammers back. I'm like, this is ridiculous. You know, we try over and over and we try to perfect and we try to make it look good. And she's yeah. out here making this turkey gobble. And uh, the snoot on that guy, though. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to go check him out after I this. I say, that, that's a booner. Um, but anywho, yeah, she uh, she's definitely... She's into the outdoors, and I, I'd been telling her, especially with the the call, you know, if she could call good enough, we'd take her out there and we'd let her call. Mm-hmm. And we, and I figured on that property, uh, it's a friend of my wife's. It's it's a suburban property. It's not like you know. So I, I figured if we had the chance, if we spooked them, they'd probably come back. We'd we'd get another look at them. It wasn't like we were going somewhere where it was going to be rough, mm-hmm. and they were used to seeing people. And I mean, one day we were hunting, me and my brother, and the lady that owns the property's dog was like circling the blind oh, and yeah. you, just, you know, stuff like that. Just kind of, you know, I figured we, we had plenty of time to, to take the kid out. And my daughter loves everything about being outdoors. We were talking earlier in the house about, I got a video, I think it's on social media, I'm not sure, but it's, uh, she's in this pink jacket. I shot a deer and she was losing it. Right. Just... And the worst thing that could ever happen to me in the world is every time I tell her, all right, baby, I'm going hunting. I'm, I'll, I'll be back in a couple hours. And I come back and there's nothing in the bed of the truck. Because <laughs> right. she will meet me at the door. Did you get something? And I'm like, no. Why not? Where is it? Why didn't you get And I'm like, you can't. <laughs> I, I mean, I wish it worked that way. Yeah, but... for sure. I, it'd be a, a whole lot more fun. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's still fun, but. Well, I don't know. I mean, if you got something every time, would it be fun? Or I would it just yeah. be. That's a good point. Hard question of the day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, where you at? Cody. Yeah, shout out. Um, so I th- I'm not sure, I'm not 100% sure, but when we had Mike on, his kid um, did hit the turkey call on the podcast, so it might have been the cookie cutter that he was it, on. It, I'm it not sure. Been. I don't know. But it sounded real nice. It sounded a lot better than Cody's calling, I know that. Well, <laughs> we won't say anything. We'll, just, right. we'll just leave that alone. Um, so... You said earlier, you know, you're hunting Fort Campbell. Mm-hmm. Um, let's kind of dive into some of the different rules and regulations that you have to follow on there. Because, um, you know, not a lot of people get to do that. Um, I think we hit it a little bit with Mike, but um, I want you to go well, into it a little yeah. bit. Even then, uh, so he's he was, he hunting was at Benning, G- I Georgia, think, right? yeah. 
Um, but his rules sounded way better than our rules. That's how I'll really? say about that. Um, so biggest things on Fort Campbell is there's no uh, videography or pictures allowed to be taken um, just for you know operational security of the base. So this is inside the brick wall. Well, everything inside not the necessarily. Brick wall? Uh, so you saw on the way down here when you were leaving town, uh, mm-hmm. there's all that chain link fence on the right side of the road. That's all what they call the back 40. That's the training area for Campbell, and that's where we get to hunt. Oh, okay. Um, so, I mean, you saw it. So, it's not like where the carnival was. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. okay. I forgot you guys went down there. Yeah. So, no. So, once you uh, once you head towards the west side of Post, you hit another fence, right, with gates. Bro, and I don't stuff. know what side's north yeah, and south matter. here. You were on the north end, but it doesn't matter. Um, I'm completely turned around right now. <laughs> so, once you hit the west side of Post, uh, it hits into that, that training area. And there are, there are some ranges and stuff on Post, uh, or on the main containment area, but... You start talking about the back 40, as I'll probably refer to it as the rest of this. Okay. Um, once you get out of that back 40, then there's, uh, so A, I can't remember, there's a couple hundred acres back there. Um, but it, it's big enough, and it's and it's it's awesome enough that they let us hunt it, A, and B, that it's open to everybody. All you got to do is you got to go to the the installation, outdoor recreation Pay your your money just like everybody else, and uh, you're you're good to go. Um, so obviously you can't take pictures, you can't take videos, right? Or you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, then you get into uh, no trail cams, so it is road scouting or no scouting, or that that is it. Um, uh, then there is so each day. Or, so it used to be two days before they've changed it last year. Uh, so it's the night before you pick the spot you're going to hunt in. And not all spots are open. <clears throat> so by spots open, is it like zones? So it's, Yeah, it's zoned out. Okay. Uh, there's 52 zones. You don't have to like pick your tree, but... No, no, you, no, no. You no. So you like, get, oh, you get an area, and each area Excuse me. is... Um, Natter days uh, are getting to them. Yeah, it's, it's getting rough out here. <laughs> Drinking this cheap stuff. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, so each zone is, is designated, uh, a certain amount of hunters per weapon. So each, uh, week on a Wednesday, they call range control and they say, all right, who's training where? Okay. So they, they knock those areas out. Oh, okay. And then they say, okay, so this area is smaller. It's, it's more designated as a bow area, right? And this area is designated as a shotgun area or vice versa. And sometimes they, they try and switch them up a little bit. So you get a little bit of variety throughout everybody. Um, but each area is designated in the summertime, I believe. They put out a list of, okay, you can have X amount of hunters with X weapons in this area. And there's a whole list online um, for each area. So then after they talk to range control and they determine safe areas around where people are training with live munitions and stuff like that, so somebody doesn't go out there and get shot, mm-hmm. um, then you end up in, all right, it's it's... Thursday night, I'm hunting Friday morning. I got to get on, and at eight o'clock the areas open up. So they put out a list on Wednesday for the whole weekend. See, and then there's uh, the fact that you can only hunt. So call it Thursday through Monday. You got to take Tuesdays and Wednesdays off. Can't hunt at all whatsoever. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. Mm-hmm. Um. So you uh you know it's it's getting to be it's wednesday night or whatever you're getting ready to go out thursday morning and eight o'clock hits bang and they post it you know you're on your little you go on a web page and you go in and you try and select your area and as soon as that eight o'clock hits it updates boom you can see hunting on there you click hunting all right now you gotta wait and you're just (laughs) okay i got in okay next now you gotta and it's so a lot of people are upset about it but i i prefer it better because it used to be a phone call in system so I can tell you that there was days where I had six phones in front of me at work and I was using everybody's phone over and over. I, I bought an auto redial app for my phone. <laughs> it would, as soon as it detected a busy tone, it would hang up and automatically redial your phone until it got a ring. Like wow. it got serious and, and yeah, it was rough for a while. Um, but now it's, it's, uh, a lot of people were upset cause it used to be staggered. So it used to be active duty got to call in at this time. And then veterans got to call in at this time. DA civilians got to call in at this time. And then straight civilians at the end. So now what they've done to, uh, so they opened it last year or the year before they blasted it to everybody all at eight o'clock PM that time. Boom. Everything's open. Well, a lot of the active duty guys or the civilians or however you want to, there's been a lot of controversy surrounding it in the local area. Um, 
were upset that they feel like they didn't get their fair shake. So now uh, I'm not sure 100% of the numbers, um, but there's uh, a certain amount of areas that are specifically for each demographic, whether it be active duty veterans or uh, straight civilians for each area. So there's a certain percentage. So there's only seven areas open or whatever, you know, 33% go to active duty or whatever the number is this year. They haven't put it out yet, but there's a certain percentage per each area uh, or per each, however you want to say it for, for the post that, that allows each demographic to, to log in. And then uh, I don't know what else about Fort Campbell Uh, this year or two years ago, uh, they implemented a antler restriction so you got to have a 15-inch oh, really? inside spread, which is, I don't know about you, but I don't have an ocular ruler that I can pull <laughs> out at 40 yards and, and check and see if that deer is 15 inches yeah. inside spread. Um, or it's, I believe it's three on one side. Um, so is it one or the other, or? Yeah, I, I could pull it up over, so um, I'm not sounding crazy. So how, do, how does harvesting a deer affect your state it doesn't so it they're doesn't. all considered bonus animals but okay. it uh, in the state of tennessee i mean we get we get two bucks a year we get three doe a day for the entirety of the season okay so you get two bucks a year yeah. and then you can shoot three does in one day yeah if you're on private land yeah or state land or state land yeah okay as long as, long as you're not on the fort um, so now in the fort what do you get so on Fort Campbell right now you get one buck a year, one, buck one a antler year. deer a year, uh-huh. and then uh, as of last year it was still three does a day. Still three does a day. So you could technically like shoot six does in one day. Technically, if I yeah say morning set, I morning went and set, sat my, the public fire. land. I shot three doe. <laughs> I rolled out to Fort Campbell for the <laughs> afternoon set, and I shot three doe on Fort. Campbell. I shoot six deers in one day. Wow. But for Campbell, uh, I believe both of them are three animals a day. It's not like, uh, you know, you can't shoot three does in a buck. Yeah. But, I mean, if so you can pull that off, out you're already. Day. Yeah, which is ridiculous Man. to begin with. So, I mean, I know just uh, what I've been taught as a general rule of thumb is like, if they're out to their ears when they're, you know, straight out, which it's hard to tell when they're straight out, if, if you got a weird angle on them or something, you know, um, you know, the tips of their ears are usually about 17 inches. And that's uh, that's uh, on this thing I'm trying to pull up here as soon as I can figure out where it is. Hunting and fishing outdoor regulation. Um, they have like a little guide on there. They have it, yeah. There's a little a picture of a deer and it says, you know, basically if it's wider than its ears. They got like uh, a year and a half old on there. Yeah. And I know there was, uh, you know, through the groups and stuff on Facebook and whatnot, um, there was, here we go. Um, so it's got to have three or four on one side. So an antler deer is defined as having four points on one antler or an outside spread of 15 inches. So it's outside, not or, inside. And the key word there is or. Right. So, I mean, you see a stud a four by one, for lack of you right. know calling it a five point. Um, you see a, a stud buck that's got some goofy antler on one side or the other. You can still take him. So if you see a legally. giant six point, he's going to have to have a six, uh, 15 inch spread. He's going to have to have a 15 inch spread. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, you see those those unicorn spikes. I've always wanted to kill <laughs> right. one. It's got like you know yeah. twenty inch spikes, right? Everybody sees it. And I I, I asked uh, a buck like Oscar, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. How just, sweet is that? I, that's that's the dream, man. Everybody <laughs> wants to just right. shoot something, just you something know, totally just gnarly, gnarly. And uh, so I asked one of the game I was like, so if I see a dude, a, a deer coming through, and it's got twenty inch straight up spikes. I said, you know, it's clearly a three, four, five-year-old deer. Yeah. I said, it's mature. It's ready. And that's what they're trying to get to is, you know, kill the, the, the more mature deer. Yeah. I said, so what do I do? He said, watch it walk by. And I was like, but, that, that, <laughs> but I. Has there been like a history of people, you know, shooting younger deer out there? Um, so. And that's why they're going to this I believe so, yes. I, I'm not uh, an expert by any means. Mm-hmm. I've only been here since 2012. Uh, I can tell you the first year I got here, it was game on shoot whatever you want to do whatever walks by. And i think maybe that was the first two years then they implemented an earn a buck system so you had to shoot a doe first oh. then you could earn a buck which was my worst year hunting because i was only hunting the fort i was living in the barracks you know i just wanted a deer to put in my teeny little freezer that i had yeah. in the year i did shoot a deer it filled that entire freezer it was awesome but um i uh yeah the the one year i want to say it was 
14 or 15. I can't remember if my daughter was about to be born or, or was born, but either way, uh, I didn't shoot a doe. I saw nothing but like 8, 10, 12 points every time I sat <laughs> right. until November 28th was the first time I saw a doe. And I'm talking. I'm not talking like I hunted. Okay, I'm gonna hunt this weekend, or I'm gonna hunt and blah blah blah. I hunted like all wind, all whatever, all rain, shine, everything. I sh- I was out there every day, and uh, I didn't see a doe. I saw nothing but bucks, ten, fifteen yards, sitting there for twenty or thirty minutes, just hanging just, out. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, I could get that in the truck. I could do it. And you're like, no, no, no. You're better than that. Don't be that guy. Like you know, because yeah. I'm sure. I mean, they had a. A couple years ago, they had a giant poaching ring up there. They found some dudes that were out there just spotlighting and dropping bucks. And they had, uh, you can Google it. It's the the deer on the wall they found was incredible. Incredible. And Fort Campbell's known for, I'm sure everyone's heard of the roadkill buck, right? It was like 240 something. They hit that with a car last year. Because of the way they've been about their antler stuff and their whatever, that's, that's what we're getting into is... Jeez. You got Kentucky deer, half half of it's in Tennessee, half of it's in Kentucky. So you're mixing the two bloodlines. You're, it's it's incredible the deer they. <laughs> Bro, pull. I could imagine you on a two forty. Yeah, <laughs> that it, would be he epic. was. Uh, if you haven't seen it, Google it. It's the four. He was in Rack Magazine, I believe, in 2018 last year. It, he was on the the cover of it. Just a gorgeous buck. And actually, uh, a friend of mine got to work that car wreck. He went down there and saw the. Oh, you know, nice. yeah, like just that kind of stuff. Like right. Well, so we kind of covered that pretty good, I think. Um, so now I, I think you've got a piece of private I for do. deer season. It's not very big. Um, but it's it's not. not very big, but right now it looks like, looks a little promising. It does. It does. All right. So um, kind of describe what, what you got on cam right now and kind of, we'll just start with that. Kind of describe what you got on cam right now. Okay, uh, so this is really my first year running a camera um, at all. I've been well. Is this kind of like your first private piece? It, it, it yeah. Um, so as a kid, we hunted a couple small private pieces, uh, but mostly I hunted state land. Um, since I've been here, I've been hunting Fort Campbell or state land. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is here at least. This is the first private I've got to step on. Okay. Um, so I was say that, that was kind of the gist I was picking up, you know, like just you solely, mm-hmm. like I own, I kind of own this little hunting right. area, you know what I mean? So, um, you put out some cams. I did. I got one out right now. I got three more I really need to put out, but mm-hmm. it's a 45 minute drive. I got two kids and I've been in school and yeah, there's, the there's school a lot going on. Yeah, killing you. I know that. Um, so what, what'd you get on cam? So... Depended on who we talk to or who who's who's saying what. Uh, I got two decent looking bucks and then a, a couple uh, a smaller up and comer kind of guys. So you, I would I think you have three different shooters on there. I man, I don't know. I want to say it's two. I want to be. I so say yeah, it's two. at least I don't want to be crazy. You got at least two. Um, you know, just with the part of this year that we're in right now. Yeah. You know, a lot of people get cams out and they want the velvet picks and. You know, Cody and I just put our first cam out on June 30th. Right. And it's on Booner Motel, so we kind of know the bucks that are there. With you not having previous years of history yeah, on this anything. piece, you know, you don't know what bucks are there, what they're going to look like. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even anybody else, like even anybody that's hunted the same place for eight years, you can still get a buck in velvet and you know, while he's still developing and not have an idea what deer that is. Unless right. unless he's got like a split brow or, you know, he's gonna he's starting to throw a drop and last year he had this huge drop tine buck running around. Like you just don't know. And I think that's kind of the half the reason that we don't put cams out is because we don't want to get into the guessing game of like, oh, uh, this buck's here, but and then it's not that buck. You know, and that's just kind of why at least I kind of shy away from waiting until they're more developed like where we're getting to in the year like I, i've seen some pictures right. of the snap group i mean we're getting there you know oh yeah I mean? yeah some of the guys got some <laughs> I, know. Bucks. I mean they're almost damn near full grown i feel like on a couple of them so um i just feel like you know definitely definitely end of the month but you know from now 
in the next two weeks, definitely three weeks, but definitely the next two weeks, we'll have all of our cams out mm-hmm. because I feel like you'll be able to at least identify a buck to what he's going to be or past years, you know, this buck right. made it. So, you know, I know last year in the rut, he was three and a half, you know, this year he's going to be four and a half. So kind of keep an eye on him or, you know, what whatever kind of uh, management plan you got going, but you at least can identify the buck that you know right now. So th- it's been, it's been and tricky it, with your, but with your it, picks, Yeah, man. that's what I was going to say. Is, <laughs> Dude, is that, that, between they've been those some hard ones. Two slash three deer. Yeah. I, I that know. one, that one's a shooter. The from, one's, yeah, yeah, all day. All he's day. definitely there. And then that one with the split brow. Yeah. He's definitely, uh, I, I don't want to say I have a hit list, but he is definitely on it if there was one. For uh, sure. Like, I, I don't make a list and like prioritize like, oh yeah, this no, year, no, this no, year. But... That's like, I just group them all into like, shooters like right <laughs> you're in the shooter and, that, and that's what we were kind of talking about uh inside um my biggest deer is like i don't even think it's 100 inches you know that, if he that, went that broke one. off he'd have been pretty decent yeah um and it, I, at this point i've i've been a it's brown it's down kind of guy mm-hmm. my entire life and then uh, i started listening to these podcast guys and they're bringing on all these guys that are talking about management and and you know letting them grow and and doing this and doing that to to better your herd and and i've always been of the persuasion that on public land if you don't kill that deer that walks out in front of you the guy 60 yards next to you because you know he's sitting there yeah he's gonna shoot him and uh that's that's kind of the way we grew up we were we you know we were the the meat eater meat hunter kind of guys and now that i got a, a private piece that i hopefully i can continue to hunt through the next few years um I would like to let some of those smaller guys go if they come out first and, and try and hunt those those bigger deer. But I'm not going to say if that one with the split brow comes out and, you know, it's only <laughs> oh, yeah. he's somewhere between two and a half and three. <laughs> if he walks out, I'm going to drop him or I'm going to try really hard. <laughs> uh, do you have any idea about the hunting pressure in the area? Um, so from what I've been told, uh, at least at least the property I'm hunting, it's only I think it's 12 acres. Uh, it is very suburban. Very, very. That's twelve similar. acres. Mm-hmm. Man, or eighteen. I think it's eighteen. Man, the one piece is eighteen. Way, I thought it was like four, six. Oh no, it's it's a good size Dang, property. Yeah, you got a decent but, little chunk there. Uh the the backside of it that goes down towards the river, uh-huh. it's almost um, not huntable right uh-huh. now. It's so overgrown. It, it looks almost like it was clear cut uh, a couple years ago. There's still some mature trees on it, but the the undergrowth is like six, seven foot tall. I, I tried to, to walk to the river bottom; it couldn't get there. Need to get on the fringe of that. Yeah, might be something good in there. So, and that's that's where I turkey hunt. It was right on the edge of that. But the problem is where the house sits is right on the where both houses on the property sit mm-hmm. are right on the edge of that. Do you guys have a? So you'd be able to gun hunt that if if you wanted to, right? So. The laws are the 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 water's real muddy there, oh, and I'm gonna go with no, just okay. for the fact of I don't want to try and play that legal game. I'm just gonna bow hunt it. I would say yeah, because we have the hundred three hundred rule law right in Illinois. Um, a hundred bow, three hundred gun. I didn't know if you know how so, how it was set up, or you might you guys might, might not even have a law like that. So we, uh, from what I understand, obviously this is my first year on on private, so I'm trying to f- yeah, feel it all out. Right. Uh, I have to go through the rule book again. <laughs> right. Again, the waters are very muddy. Uh, it, it comes a lot down to like city and, and county ordinances and stuff oh, like that. Okay. And because it is still a city zoned property, um, you know, it depends on which group you're in, which gun rights activist you're talking to, whether you can fire a gun in the county or in the city or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I just try to err on a side of caution. I don't want anybody coming oh, up yeah. and inspecting, you know, and nobody wants to be in that problem. I'm saying, if, if you don't want to do the work, I'm sure we got a listener in the area that... Yeah, glad, maybe. Hopefully, if somebody gladly, can tell me what's going on. No, they gladly please. take down the address and be able to figure it out for oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely, yeah. <laughs> head, head on up and... Uh, <laughs> Hit you up. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll drop you off up there. You can, uh, you can talk to her about it. So, you've been going from public to private this year. Mm-hmm. What are you doing on the private land right now to... Um, get some pictures, um, you know, kind of get your mojo, get your blood flowing, getting ready for deer season. Uh, so this year, the first thing I've, uh, this is the first time I've ever run any kind of like mineral site or anything, mm-hmm. but I am running the next level deer supplements, uh, mineral. Um, we're, we're getting some stuff worked out. We're, we're trying to get it 
push down a little bit more and maybe we can try and get some feed down in this area but right now it's kind of rough in some uh, stores uh well i'm i'm working on it i promise i'm trying i'm <laughs> i'm trying to see what i can get i think it's raining it is sprinkling um, yeah uh but anywho um uh, so i am running the the minerals from next level uh they're hitting it they're hitting it real good and hard mm-hmm. um and then i've been obviously talking with with nate and scott and you know trying to figure out what i'm doing wrong what i'm doing right if i'm doing anything right um but all the pictures I'm getting, they are nose down in it for the most part, or they are running from the cars coming up down the road. Those are the only <laughs> right. two pictures I get. It's hard to tell. Um, you had some turkeys on there. Oh, and, I don't and, and, this, talk and you about. said that this was the piece um, that you turkey I hunted. I turkey hunted, yeah. Uh, what, what's what's going on there, man? I got a set of trail cam pictures. You could probably see 30 turkeys. Easy. Just litter. Easy. Just, yeah, the whole hillside. <laughs> and I mean, it, and kind of just out of the, the right side of the frame of the trail cam is where I sat a ground blind at one point. Me and my brother sat there and we had birds calling. Right at the corner where the trail cam is? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, just, geez. I mean, like, I could show you. They'd have been get... eight yards from you. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Oh, it makes me want to cry. Oh, uh, I thought that was pretty funny, but I, I love truck cam pictures of turkeys because usually I don't have any picture or uh, truck cams out during mm-hmm. turkey season. Some people do it to scout, and I think I think any uh, truck cam picture with a turkey in it is you know pretty epic. And then like I don't know how low you have to run a trail cam to get like a solid turkey pick on it. I don't know. Apparently, I mean, what I got is perfect because I'm getting all the antler I can get, and I'm getting all the turkeys and yeah. coons and stuff, and I'm I got say, it just spaced out just enough. I'm gonna say I think I've got a picture on my Android phone. Uh, shout out Android. Uh, that's I think I've got 27 turkeys in there, and I've got two two strutters that are strutting in December. It's like December 16th or right. 13th. I'm like, what, what well, the see, hell is going and, on and here? There, and until I got this turkey that lives in the, the yard, I had no idea they strutted past, you know, May. Yeah. I mean, they don't exactly. do that. You don't, you don't hardly see and them. And this know? dude hardly never comes out a strut because as soon as he sees a person, he, <laughs> he's you know, he's, he's hard puffed up. up. You're like, what are you doing, man? So you got the next level down. Um, do. You know, Hopefully you can keep this piece and, you know, build some history with these bugs. That's one thing Cody and I love doing is being able to identify a buck, you know, and trail cams can be deceiving because we had a buck on trail cam and we found dead on the lease. That was M14, right? Uh, or a different we, we, we found that deer. That, okay. M14 was about the same size that we thought he was. Okay. Uh, but this other buck, uh, I think he was a nine. Mm-hmm. And he looked... So, like not super tiny he wasn't a shooter on cam mm-hmm. and then when we found him dead shed hunting we're like <laughs> cody's like giant buck dead i'm like where and i was literally standing right behind the tree mm-hmm. that he was behind and two more steps and i'd have found it first and is then, that the picture you got with aiden holding the yeah okay yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah that no, one no. and um you know that deer's he's a shooter all day for us and you know, we went back through and Cody was like, oh, yeah, we got pictures of this deer. And I'm like, no, we don't. No. Like, this is way bigger than anything we got on cam. Right. Not anything we got on cam. I mean, we had freeze on cam, but, um, you know. Well, I, I mean, like, he was only, what, a mainframe mate and then all the Photoshop. And, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All the inside kickers. And whatever the people on I Twitter mean, say. Yeah. Whatever. TikTok. <laughs> for, for, yeah, for sure. So, you know, it, trail cams can be can be deceiving at at times. And, you know, it's. It's hard to pinpoint a deer when you haven't seen him alive, you know what I right. mean? So, and then even then, he, you guys got that one buck where you had seen him on the hoof, and you were trying to decide if it was the same buck as the bracket buck, right? Yeah. And then it, yeah, it was just, that. is it him? Is it not him? And then, and is then it, we didn't even cover this again, but Cody's like, oh, yeah, those two bucks that we said that was, wasn't the same buck, and it was two bucks, and then like two weeks after we said that on the podcast, and Cody's like, no, it was the same deer. I was like, okay, all right. So we don't have to go through that anymore because she gone. <laughs> Um, but no, just, it'd be cool for you to, you know, keep running the mineral and, you know, give some honest feedback, of, right. you know, being able to have a history of, you know, three, yeah, and four that's, years. The the biggest thing I've noticed with the, this next level game is I, I always thought, you know, you give them the mineral, they grow giant antlers. Mm-hmm. Great. You put them down that year. It's awesome. It did its job. Right. And with, through talking to Nate and actually understanding mm-hmm. what I'm doing 
putting that down for my dear, or I won't say my dear, as Ashley always yells at me because <laughs> yeah. I say something about my dear on Facebook. Ashley yeah. jumps me, the the landowner, and uh, so what her deer are doing? Oh, it's her deer. Yeah, it's not your deer. No, it's her deer. no, it's her deer <laughs> or our deer. We'll call them our deer. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's cool to see that uh, you know Nate and Scott are in it for the long game. They're not in it for uh, yeah. and Clint. I don't mean to. Take him out. It's just no, we talk Clint, to Nate and Clint, Scott all the time. He come on here and spit some knowledge for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's what we were saying earlier. I've listened to that episode like six times, and every time I listen to it, I get something different out of that episode. <laughs> right? It's just phew. you need to really sit down and probably write some shit down from that. Yeah, I know. Nate Nate told me to call him the other day. My, was, minus the beer cracks and the three and a half hour phone call after well, the podcast. <laughs> we didn't get privy to that information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only the cool kids get that. So. Oh, oh. Well, here we go. First yeah. shout out for the cool kids. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, there is a lot of science into, um, you know, the next level mineral and then, you know, they got their soybean blocks. Right. Um, have you looked, have you thought about doing any of that? Yeah. And, and again, it's, uh, what, or, what is the agriculture around the suburban piece? Because so I mean, with a, it being in town, there's probably not going to be, there's a big ag field to the, uh, I want to say North, uh, West of the property. And I haven't been down just because I've been running so hard to see what's planted down there. Mm-hmm. But I did notice during turkey season, at least, I don't have a, I got to put another cam up so I can see if the, if my hypothesis is right. But I believe they're coming off the neighbors where I was turkey hunting, uh, coming through down around because the, they walked the edge of that, that field line where the, the property line was, well, at least again, while well, in April. Yeah. Um, but I, for the most part, I'm seeing them either come off that way or they're coming from the other side, which is again, just another neighborhood. So I'm not sure where they're coming from that way. Um, but I got to get down and look at that ag field and I'm, I'm really got to go knock on some doors and see if a, I can, uh, it, it, for the very least recover if they do jump property lines and then be, uh, you know, before the morning the moment of I'm, I'm jacked up i'm i'm ready to go i got the biggest deer i've shot ever on the ground i'm yep. like hey bro can i come on your property no, no. wait what uh, so that'll yeah, that'll that would you know, be devastating that would change probably stand placement a little bit on the property but yeah and you know i'm glad i'm glad you brought that up because i was i was going to um you know them s- suburban bow hunter guys the guys who were just watching mm-hmm. there before we did this um they they have some issues like that, you know, and I didn't know that your property was, you know, the 14 or the 18 acres that you had said. I thought it was more, you know, in the four to six range. Smaller, yeah. um, so hopefully with with it being a little bit bigger, but they ain't going to run towards the river bottom. If it's is it if it's a cliff, you know what I mean? It, it, it's just a lot of elevation change fast. I is won't it? call it a cliff. But like I said, it got down into just where it was briars nice, and just gross, and well, we just stopped. That might be where they run. Right. <laughs> you know? So you just need to hope that they run straight. Yeah, I've, the best would be if it died in her front lawn, and then I could just put it in the bed of my <laughs> truck where it's parked, throw the bag, yeah. and roll out. Uh, but she, when I honestly, she had she told me last year I could deer hunt it, and I was like, mm, okay, you know, I had some stuff going on. I had a couple bucks I was watching uh, on the the state land, and uh, I was like, maybe I'll get around to it. You know, like I, I've always hunted state land, so whatever. And turkey season she sent me a picture sitting on her front porch and there were three toms in her front lawn and i was like well yeah. i'm turkey hunting there yeah <laughs> like, I, was, I was gonna bring that up when we're covering your turkey season and like you just got done hunting and then you roll around leaving the place and you're like three of them right in the front <laughs> oh yeah no oh i can't tell you how the amount of times i've left that property oh, after dude, hunting I feel, all I feel morning like it was every time and i'm, I'm the other day, we, I was standing in her front lawn. We were, uh, I was helping her put a bunk bed, bunk bed together. You know, Cody talks about whatever it takes, whatever it takes, yep, right? Yeah. I'm helping her put a bunk bed together, and I stepped out in the front lawn. The FedEx guy was coming from with another piece of dresser or whatever he was bringing, and I stepped out and looked. There's three does standing in her grandma's front lawn, <laughs> right there, right in front of. Me. And I was like, uh, and then you do that, you know, uh, two or three episodes ago, the guy was talking about dropping to the ground, you know. Oh and, yeah, and, yep. And I did that, and they looked at me for a minute, and they bounced. And I was like, oh, man, if I would just stood there and talked, I could have had plenty of time to look at those deer if I wanted to. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely, that's one of the things, you know, listening you to the podcast. Because you dropping downs out of the norm. Like, right. Like, why would, why would somebody drop Yeah, down I got two me? puppies running around my feet. They don't care about that. But as yeah. soon as I dropped the ground, it was like, like, oh, well, something's flag. different. Yeah. Yep. And that's. So with you being able to get on this private piece, you know, this is your first year hunting it. Mm-hmm. Um are you taking any different precautions or are you game planning anything? Are you, are you game planning to hunt differently than you have in the past? So definitely. Uh, 
you're going to start hunting the wind. That's a good start. No, no. And and honestly, uh, so I was looking the other day. I started, and we've talked a million times. I've never hunted the wind. I've never done. I spray down with some, I don't even know what it is, earth scent stuff. That's about as far as my scent control game goes. Um, But this year, uh, between talking to uh, Jeremy Korn from White Dust 365, you guys, I just talk to all the people you talk to. That's what I do. (laughs) I I find somebody that that has the same interests, and I (laughs) I reach out to them, and they talk to me. It's great. Um, Which is why you guys are doing it in the whole first place. But uh, after talking to him, you know, and the stuff he's doing, he said, you know, with his butterscotches and his, uh, you know, whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. said he doesn't do any scent control his, his stuff. His barbecues and right, yeah. Um, so yeah, the other day I was standing there and I looking at deer and people are having a conversation in the next yard over or or turkey season, same thing. We were standing there doing some stuff and you could hear some dude sawing. I don't know what he a log or something, and uh, it didn't seem to bother them none. So, uh, you know, my, like I said, my daughter was having a whole conversation with me when that turkey came in. Nothing. I can't imagine doing that out in the middle of state land, you know, where they've seen 700 dudes this year already. And, and, you know, people have been calling at him and, and even then, like, uh, just, just the differences between the two is, you know, state land hunting, uh, calling to turkeys completely different. When I got on that private piece, they responded to calls 9,000 times more than they would on public. I mean, open yeah. a morning, uh, public, I had three birds gobbling at me, two of which got shot. I'm almost a hundred percent positive because <laughs> I was so mad. Um, but just, it's, I mean, the first, I, I was on that piece. We, we afternoon sit when I missed those turkeys, uh, was my daughter. It was afternoon sit. First time I'd hunted the place. I set up and I just walked into a spot, said, mm, all right, this looks good. You know, through looking at hunt stand and whatever, I'm, I'm going to set up here. And there was three spots I picked. I picked this one spot. I set up, popped the blind up, set some decoys out. I sat down, made two calls. Boom. Double gobble. I was like, wait, what? Here they come. Right up the hill. I mean, very, very little calling. Whereas on public, I feel like I have to call, I don't know, twice as much compared to this, this suburban piece. And I don't know if it's just that piece doesn't have the hunt pressure. You know, she said she had a boy. She said uh, it had been, I think she said 10 or 15 years. She had a boyfriend when she was in like middle school or not middle school, but you know, early high school that, that hunted it a couple of times. And that was it. And I'm like, all right, let's, uh, yeah. you know, ground is ground. Right. <clears throat> so, um, we're going to wrap this up here. Dude, cannot appreciate you for everything you've done for us, you know, listening, spreading the word, sharing the love, um, interacting with us, um, giving John a hard time. Oh yeah. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. You know, it's crazy to think that we've got you shooting the veteran just from, you know, listening to this podcast Mm -hmm. and uncle dunk. So shout out for uncle Duncan for, you know, spreading the love where, where he needed to. And, you know, long way around, you kind of found us. So, we definitely appreciate that and, um, you know, commenting and, you know, asking us, you know, questions or putting in feedback of some things you want to hear on the show. So, you know, I just come down here to, you know, get you on and just be able to tell you thanks, man. Yeah, man. It's awesome. I had a little bit of surprise. I wasn't, wasn't, wasn't prepared, wasn't ready, you know, I, yeah. Said I was coming out. I was like, "What am I going to talk about? I don't have." <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Ah, one hundred seventy, one hundred eighty inch deer on the wall, and you know." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, you're guys. just right in the break of the legend series." Right, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm a legend in it all, you know. Whatever, for sure. So, um, you got a little Facebook Instagram game going on? I do, I do a little bit. Uh, it's uh, so they're all Collings Forty Five Outdoors. C O L L I N G S. Most people don't have the G, so I'm special like that. Um, and then 45 outdoors, uh, all three Twitter, Instagram, and, uh, and then I got a YouTube, but there's nothing on YouTube. <laughs> like, it's just the, like you guys and, and, and the other guys, uh, you know, um, videos and stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm working, I'm working. I'm going to try and start self-filming this year and, and doing some stuff. And I was saying, I was just checking out your camera, man. I think that's, I think that's going to be dialed in for you. A little DSLR game. So a little yeah. better. Shout out Image to my quality. parents for not using some stuff and, and handing it <laughs> off to me. For you know? sure. You'd be a step ahead of the game with that DSLR. Um, so, yeah, guys, be sure to check him out. You know, if if you're a dad and, and you're in the game, you know, that's what they that's what they got on there. 
Um, he's got a pretty slick archery range in his backyard. That's about a 45-degree angle plus. So uh, after we wrap this up, I'm going to go out. If, uh, I even, think it's done Even raining. if it's raining, yeah, dude, I, I, got, care, I, I would say I got to get some arrows down that range. That's, that's too nice. So just again, man, I appreciate you. Um, that, that's about all I can say, man. Yeah, thanks to you and Cody for uh, – I mean, obviously, Cody's not you know, here, he, but – He's he's here in spirit, right? He is. He is, and I mean, you're the one that's saying, you know, you're learning stuff, and um, that's kind of why we do this. Like, we want to have a good mix of entertainment and knowledge, and sometimes it's hard to do that, but then again, sometimes it comes easy, because just because I know something doesn't mean that you know it, and doesn't right. mean that you know fifty percent of the listeners know it, or they might not know it, and. Or just something, you know, just about kneeling down in the suburban piece. Right. Like, just the... You just got to blend in. The like, vast uh, area of listeners is really... You I know, guarantee just the, 90% of the people would have kneeled down the same, the oh, same yeah, way. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's the same thing. We were talking... Uh, I was walking the backside of that piece, and I had my music on. I And I swear I sent you all a Snapchat today, mm-hmm. where I, I found that little piece where I want to go knock on the door and ask them if I can hunt. Um, I, I had... I don't even know what it was. I was listening to some 80s rock or something. I was bebopping down this trail where I found some deer tracks, and I saw the deer, and I stopped, and I knelt down, I shut the music off. The second I shut the music off, they bolted. And yeah. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. That doesn't like, make any sense. Yeah, like, I kneeled down, and it was like, I'm pretty sure they didn't see me, but they still spooked off. And I'm like, right. I'm like, well, okay. And then, but, you know, and, and then I turned it back on. I walked, like, within a couple yards of a doe, bedded down. Yep. It just, yep. you know, I thought it was over, you know, turned the music back on. I, within a couple yards of her. I probably could have reached out and grabbed her if I yeah. tried really hard. She need to get the shit out of me. But uh. all right, guys, we're we're uh, we're done here. I think. All right, all right, we're done. I'm gonna say I had to reach up and get another beer. So yeah, so we're done here. It's getting hot. Um, I had to shut the AC off. It's yeah, getting hot. Right. It's pretty much studio studio tip. Oh, okay. So, so you're used to it. I'm not yeah, used to it. I would say right. we're we're trying to get the quality. Right. So, the experience yeah, as a we'll, whole. Yeah, we'll just sweat out the beer and, and, and provide the quality. Right. Um, next week, we are going to be back with Legend of the Woods series. Um, I believe we're going to do three more of them. And then, like we said last week, we're going to do, hopefully, a couple different series. And maybe, I don't know, I was talking to Cody. He didn't, he didn't know if he wanted to intermix them or just do four weeks of one and four weeks of the other. So, I can't comment on that because i'm not sure so but we are going to do three more legend of the woods i know one that we got lined up is a dandy we just gotta secure a time um we we were gonna miss an episode with the whole holiday so i was like well this would be a perfect time to come down here give you a shout out and you know just tell you thank you for for everything so um you, you, I'm usually not the leave it off guy. So, do you want to close it out, or you want me to close it out? Oh no, I, I couldn't take that from you. <laughs> you get so few of them, it would be almost wrong. All right, all right. Um, everybody, get out there and get your bucks located. Um, they're getting to be pretty identifiable at this point in the year. So, um, you should definitely be getting your trail cams out if you can feed. Get on the feed. Um, we just got our plot in, so you know it's it might be. Not too late to get your, your fall plot in, but get out there, leave a legacy, and Whitetail Legacy is out.